Well, welcome again to another episode of Collaboration Code Radio. My name is Adam Cuppy, and I will be your host today. My guest is Shazine Fabius, who was a Bravo 2020 cohort graduate. So it's been a handful of years. And I wanted to chat with her a little bit about her journey into tech, some of the decisions that she made early on, what has you know translated over from other career pursuits and whatnot, and where she's at today. So Welcome, Shazine. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> What's up? So let's start here. Uh, well, what did you do before this? Like, what? What? Uh, what yeah, give us some backstory there. Like, what was my plan A? <laughs> yeah, what was your, yeah. Let's go with plan A. When I was a um, child, I dreamed of being. Okay, let's start there. So, I went to undergrad for psychology, pretty much. You know, I wanted to like get to know the human mind, you know, what makes us tick, right? Um, so I went to undergrad, did that. And then I graduated in 2016 and I wanted to like take a break, right? You know, that that year break, you know, to really live life without homework, you know, without work. So, um, and I wanted to like volunteer. I wanted to like be active about it. So I volunteered and from then I kind of stick to like volunteer around um, I worked in like schools. I work for a program that like work with um, food scarcities in communities. Um, you know, I worked. I worked like for a year for like a program that um, you work in like your surrounding community. It was pretty much just a volunteering and just giving back. But I never left that. Like I stick. I was like, oh, it's just gonna be one year, and I end up doing what like three years, I think. And then I decided, you know, it's time to go back and complete the whole education thing with psychology. You know, you kind of have to get your master's and you have to get certified by your state. So I went through with that. You know, I was doing my clinical psychology master's degree and, you know, I was like completing that. And I think I graduated in March 2020. And then I think that's around the time I was thinking, is this what like is this like the final end is this it like is this what i truly want to do and if anyone is in any type of field where you need to get certified in any way by the state you'll know that each state has like their own rules they want you to do different things and like honestly at the time that was like overwhelming like knowing that and with psychology you need like postgraduate hours <laughs> and that's like more kind of like working for free pretty much you know so that was honestly overwhelming. And then with California, California has like, mm -hmm. you know, like so many roles, especially with the psych, with like clinical therapy, like there was like definitely a lot of rules. And, you know, I did figure it out at some point. I even took my tests, you know, I even like signed up for that. I had like my envelope with my certification stuff ready to get sent, but I was still like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is it. Like, I don't know. So I was like holding it on to it. But at the same time, I always say I had like a month of just floating around from graduating to like, just trying to feeling hesitation. Like, is this really it? Is this what I want to do? I was just floating around for like a month, not knowing mm -hmm. what to do. I was like, who, who am I? Uh -huh. So, and then, do you know, you know, when you're like on this YouTube realm where you're like, I'm just clicking the next ever, they're like, oh, I recommend this. Sure. 
I'll watch it. And then I saw someone coding. So they were like, oh, I want I want all the music that I like on YouTube to um, save at a playlist on Spotify or something. And she like coded that up. And I think I never finished that video because I think halfway through, I was like, I can do that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. sounds interesting. I want to do that. And then from then on, I started to learn how to figure it out on my own. I started learning on my own for a bit. And then, yeah, then here I am. (laughs) Yeah, here you are. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine, you know, finishing up your degree in March 2020 in psychology was, you would like walked into a global PhD, like directly (laughs) following that. (laughs) Yeah, a little something happened in 2020 of March. Yeah, for sure. So so I'm curious how much of your, the change had to do with uh, not quite, knowing whether or not you would pick the right pursuit versus, you know, the impact of kind of COVID on your profession, or at least that trade. What, what was the correlation there, if at all? Um, huge, because therapy at the time was only done physically. Right. Like there was, at least for me, I was not aware of like telehealth. Apparently already existed unthinkfully right because it was Mm -hmm. it was like quick to adjust a lot of people were quick to adjust to that but i was not aware of like telehealth like so to me in my mind i was like this my whole job is or what i decided to do was dependent on like a physical job and all that stuff so and i was like okay so i need so in my head i'm thinking how am i even gonna find a job how am i even gonna find because we like we were talking about before, California, you have to do post hours, postgraduate hours, right? So mm-hmm. that's like, am I gonna find that when everything is closed? So I was like, I was like, okay, so this is not a complete for sure. You know how they say, oh, your plan A is your for sure plan, but I was like, this is actually not for sure because of what with COVID, everyone had to like work from home, or if you couldn't work from home, most people lost their job. So that was like a huge worry. So I was thinking like, so that was part of my search, right? Can I do this job like at home? So like when I first started to learn right. about like engineer coding, I was searching, oh, can you do coding at home? Can you get jobs? And, you know, I kind of got into the realm of remote work. Like I was not really aware of that. Like I've never had a job where I had to work remote, right? So that was like a new thing for me to learn. Like, is that real? Like people just let you work from home? You have your own mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn that for sure. Yeah, that was definitely part of my decision to pursue coding as a career decision. So how much time did you spend learning on your own before making the choice to join a program? Was that, was there much time there? Did you know that joining a program was going to be right for you the first time? How did, how did that all work? Uh, I... F- I decided to kind of, since I just finished school, I still had school structure in my head, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so for, I treat it, I treat it like school, but also in a job because I was like, each day you're going to wake up from nine to five, you're going to either, if it's researching, whatever it is, you're going to spend nine to five actively putting your energy onto learning more about this so it wasn't even all about coding it was literally me reading articles watching videos just learning 
all the stuff there is to know about like software engineer coding. Like, yeah, I didn't go straight to coding at all. It was just me researching and researching. So what went, did you end up discovering or finding that ultimately like tipped the scale then? Because there's so much you can learn, of course, right. I mean, you just go down that rabbit hole for, yes. for your whole life if you wanted to. So what was the point or um, like, at what point did you decide like, okay, enough is enough. I'm good. I know enough. Here we go. Or was it in tandem? Like walk me through your thought process there. Yeah. Um, so as I was researching, I found this course called CS50 on like EDX. I think it was, yeah, I think it's EDX. And they have like a CS50 course that's from, I believe it's like a Harvard course. And it's like free. That was like my first thing. Do I want to financially invest in this? Mm, That was mm -hmm. another thing that like determined what was the first thing to try. I don't know if I want to financially invest in this yet. So I wanted to find something free at first. Right. So, and that was the first thing I did. Like, okay, let me, and that was free. I was like, perfect. CS50. And then, you know, I went back to the YouTube realm. I wanted to get reviews about CS50. Is it valuable? Should I invest my time? You know, first invest money and if it's worth investing my time into it, right? So, and then I was like, okay, so people are like, oh, a lot of people are like, oh, this is the course I took. And then I, from then I, I got a job. So I was convinced. So I spent my time on it. And one thing they didn't tell you is like that course started with like the language C sharp or C. And I never, I didn't know anything about coding. So at first I was like, whoa, this is not for me. I'm not going to like, kind of was like, oh, I don't think this is for me. So I kind of gave up a little, right? I kind of gave up a little and I was like, but I actually, even though I was not understanding what I was learning, I thought what I was learning was cool, Mm -hmm. right? I thought it was cool. So I couldn't get it out of my mind. So I went back to it, but I was like, okay, this course is not for me. I accepted that maybe this is too advanced, you know, but that doesn't mean this isn't not for me. I just know that this course is not for me. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's not for me. Right. So I kind of, I had to change my mind the way I thought about myself when it came to this. Right. I had to stop saying the whole thing is not for me. No, the course is not for me. The course is just not where I'm at. So I kept searching and then I learned about Udemy, the best thing that has ever happened, right? I learned about Udemy and thankfully they were like having their sale. And then I found this course about like, oh, full stack bootcamp. Didn't know what that was yet, but it was like a full stack bootcamp and it was like $13. So I was like, okay. It looked like free wasn't there for me. So maybe I do need to invest a little bit of money so I can. Yeah, make a little bit of a commitment first, right? Yeah. I Uh have to like really commit because at the time it was like my husband was in the military. So he was like the only income, you know, a person having an income. And it was like, so I didn't want to like put too much money into something when we kind of have one income household. But I was like, I have to make that step. It's either I make the step or just send the mail to California state and get certified, you kind of, you can't like, yes, we want to do free, but I have to like make the decision and really put my foot down and commit. So I committed, spent that $13 and I was like, okay, cool. 
And it was good because you start with HTML. So you get that positive reinforcement. Like HTML is not hard. You're just seeing something appear in a web browser. It was just amazing. It doesn't matter if it was just HTML. So I never tell anyone, oh, start with JavaScript. Start with something that makes you feel good, right? HTML, seeing something happen. CSS, everyone loves CSS, right? Because you physically see something. It's later when you get to advanced CSS and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> right? And But starting that Udemy course really helped me make that decision because I actually started to feel confident about myself. Just starting small, building that confidence. And then that's when I was like, okay, I can do this. And then I really was like eight to five on that Udemy course, getting stuff done, eight to five, eight to five. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm doing this. So I put that mail, that envelope with my certification stuff, I put it away because I was like, I am committing to this. I like this. I'm, I feel I feel like I'm good at it. I can, I can figure things out on my own because it was just me, like I'm learning on my own. And I was like, I'm good at this. I'm committing. So that's pretty much that. You're that, building that confidence. Not even just the Udemy course. I would just say, do what helps you build your confidence pretty much. Yeah. I like that. It's often a, a big, deep misunderstanding about joining a larger program that you have to take such a leap out the gates. And we tell this to folks going through the enrollment process all the time. Like, Hey, if you want to get your feet wet, there is a whole lot of ways to do that, that do not cost you literally anything but your time. And to that extent, get an idea for whether or not you enjoy that process because yeah. being a developer, even if it's lucrative, if you're spending your days doing something you really don't enjoy, I mean, that's that, <laughs> that can't possibly Burn be out. right. Good for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you end up burned out. You end up just kind of on the wrong side of the equation. Yeah. You might be making reasonable money, but you're not enjoying anything any more right. than you were before. And so, yeah, starting with Udemy or free code camp or one of the, uncountable amount of ways to try it out. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, taking that first leap, I think you mentioned something in there though, that I really do advocate for, which is, and at the same time, find the point where you do make a commitment that pushes you a little outside that comfort zone. You know, like you said, being a single house, uh, single income household and saying like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make this, I'm going to invest even this 15 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever it is. It's like, yeah, but I'm going to invest with hard earned cash and time into this future. Um, it kind of em emboldens a person oftentimes. And that's what I was hearing from you say is like, you know, it like made me a little, just that much more committed to stay focused and find something that did work, even though that EDX course didn't, uh, didn't speak to you, something else did. So I really honor and applaud that. That's great. Were there any other decisions or things you felt you and or with your husband or family had to sit down and account for or think about before making an even bolder leap into something bigger than just Udemy or another course like it, whether it was even jumping all the way into a cohort at Learn or something that was even a greater stair step? Were there any more things you had to put into consideration that you could walk through? I definitely had to talk to my husband and say, Hey, so I'm deciding to like, I know I went to school for like seven years for this, but I'm, I think I want to change my mind. So even just 
making my partner aware of that and like telling him, Hey, you know, I think I want to do this. And thankfully, you know, I had a supportive husband, right? He was like, sure, go ahead. Not knowing that it was going to be successful. He's like, sure, go ahead. So it was like having that, you know, that blind confidence in me also helped me, right? Like having mm-hmm. someone just blindly say, sure, yeah, go ahead. And then, so that helped me, you know, that I was like, okay, I need to hold myself accountable because, you know, it's not just me here, you know? And so I'm like, that helped me hold myself accountable. So, and then, so my step to, to like learn how to code, it was like, it's like up and down because... I first decided to go to like a boot camp and that was like a 30k boot camp. So that was like a huge conversation, you know. I was like 30k. So that was like within my head I was like I got this. I will get a job. So this will not be a problem. So I, I had to kind of have that blissful ignorance confidence in myself. I'm not going to lie. You kind of have to have that, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's always going to be the what if this fails. Of course, there is what if this fails. So having like that blind confidence in myself and my partner kind of having that blind confidence in me, it really helped me. Like it really forced me to go heads down and focus. And then from there, and then also admitting when things don't work for you. Like even though you did have that blind confidence, Mm -hmm. I think it's before you tip to go too far, just admitting, okay, this is not going to work for me because that first boot camp I went to, did not work for me. Their structure did not work for me. You know, I needed, when I decided to join a bootcamp, it's because I felt like I needed guidance. Like if I'm going to take this seriously, I need to find someone who already knows how to do this. Like one advice I've heard was like, you are not born knowing everything. Some, the thing you want to know, someone already knows it. So find them, find the information. So that was my want to go into like a type of a program. But after the first boot camp didn't work for me, I was like, I still want that guidance. So my thing was like, maybe I need to go in person. And I think around that time, they were still, they were starting to allow people to like go back in groups just with masks and, you know, white spaces. So like COVID was like still around but not as rigid as it was like no one outside. They were sorry. So my thought was like, find something local in San Diego. Maybe I'll get that guidance that I need. So I was like, okay, I'm searching for something, a boot camp. And thankfully I found Lauren that was in San Diego, but I was like, that's another investment money. So that was another conversation, right? Do I want to join another boot camp when I already did one for like 10 months, honestly? So I was like, I put effort on a bootcamp for 10 months and it didn't work out, but I still learned, but I just didn't, you can learn how to code, but there's so much more to coding. You need to understand the industry. Like when it, like software engineer is not like a regular, oh, I'm going to apply and interview and I get in. No, you have, there's like steps to interviewing when it comes to software engineer. And I didn't know any of that. I just, I wanted a community that knew these things that could like LinkedIn, I didn't use LinkedIn before, but I was taught how to use LinkedIn. I was, how important it was, how to talk to people. So I needed that. I could code, but I didn't know anything else. 
Like, I didn't know. I was just like, I was like a person who knew how to write, but didn't know how to form sentences. Sure, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, so that was another conversation. Learn, you know, it costs money. Do we want to do this? And I was like, I don't know. And I'm just like looking through their website. And then I saw they had like a scholarship. I'm like, okay, what if I sign up the scholarship and I get the scholarship? Should we do it then? And then, and it was like a good scholarship, right? And it decreased the amount completely. And we're like, okay, let's save the amount. We'll save the amount as he works, right? He saves that amount that I would need to pay if I get the scholarship. And thankfully, I get the scholarship. So we're like, yes, let's go. We're like, if you get the scholarship, sure, go ahead. So I got the scholarship. So I worked really hard on the scholarship, right? I like put effort. Like I reread the questions over and over again as I'm like existing in the world. I'm thinking of the answers that I want to say. Like I, anything that I really truly want to achieve, like the, just put full energy on it. Like that's what I always say. Full, full energy. Don't worry about if it's not going to work out. There's always a possibility of anything that we do that it might not work out. So just pull full energy and see what happens. So I pull full energy on it and it went, got the scholarship. So we decided, okay, great. We're going to go through with it. So we went through with it. And and with the scholarship, there was an internship. And my thing is, okay, cool. We're going to take that internship and turn it to a full-time job. <laughs> it was like every, honestly, it was very meticulous and detailed as to how my journey went as time went on, as I got more information. So that pretty much. Yeah. I just love it. I love, I just love your determination and pragmatism. Like the, you are hitting on so many of the essential tips and tricks to how to succeed in just about any area of life, right? The, the live every day in the moment, you know, know your outcome, pursue the outcome with tenacity and drive. And regardless of the outcome, you make a new choice depending on the result of that. I mean, like this is a hundred percent what has clearly made you so successful is just all of those factors. And so much of what I appreciate and I hope of those of you who are listening right now, if you find yourself in a kind of a crossroads of making a choice is that you will not know all the information, right? You will never be at a hundred percent. And if you feel like you need to be to make that choice, just know you probably won't ever be. It's just not a possibility. And on top of it, you probably never have been. So something deeply rooted in that past has told you that this is, this is what you need to make a leap like this when in reality it is not. It isn't. And that I think is what you're saying, Shazine, that I really appreciate is that you did your research. You had clarity of what the steps were going to look like, but at a, at a certain point, you're like, but I just got to go, I just got to do it. Like if I don't fill out the application, I will never know if I get the scholarship. If I don't go online and at least try a course in C, I'll never know whether or not I even could do it. Or if I had any interest in it, if I don't even buy the Udemy course for 15 bucks, I, there's no way that I could possibly know whether or not it's for me. And so that just kind of that choice is just a beautiful thing. And I really applaud you for, for making that time and time and time again. And it's really great to hear that you have a supportive partner because I know that a lot of people don't. 
And that is hard. I also, I resonate with that. You know, my wife is an incredible supporter, far more than I could ever be in my own life. And having somebody like that is just an incredible gift. Oh my gosh. It is. But for those who don't, uh, maybe we can speak to that just briefly. And, and to be fair, we're surmising a little bit about what that would be like for you listening. If you resonate with that idea that you don't have the type of support that you wish you had from Shazine's husband, um, what do you do about that? Uh, so my question to you, Shazine is, is around how did you have those conversations? What, did you bring to the table or not? How much did you rely on just kind of that built-in acceptance that you had as a partnership versus knowing that you had to either present information in a way that was understandable for him so he could give you the support you needed or what? Like, like if you would, walk us through that. How did you have those conversations in a nutshell? Yeah. Um to even add an extra layer of obstacles, my husband was deployed. <laughs> there you so, go. <laughs> so he, so, so what you're saying is you just sent him an email and you're like, honey, right. bought a thing. Horrible, <laughs> horrible like, um, service. And it's like half deployed and then half he was like in a school in Virginia, I believe. I believe it was Virginia. So our conversation didn't happen. Like, I'm making the decisions. Like I'm like, okay, I'm making the commitment while I'm home, but I know I need to like, then even though I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do, but I still need to like not be attached to it too much because what if we have the conversation and he makes sense, you know, what if he's like, well, we don't know. We don't, I don't know how the conversation is going to go. But the point is, I know that I, it's like, I always have a plan A and plan B. Like I said, right. Like depends on like, while it goes right if it's like a yes go for it okay i know what to do to go for it if he says you know if we have the conversation we're like "Hmm, maybe we should just continue with the investment you already made with school blah blah i'm okay cool i already had my letter ready i already signed up for my test so it's being honest with yourself too like before you even start the conversation and then you know waiting for us to have the conversation it's me i'm presenting all the possible benefits <laughs> and uh-huh. how I feel. You got to like, sell the vision. You're selling right, the vision. You got to sell the vision. Sell the vision. So I'm like, oh, here's all the benefits and here's all the things. Here's the plan that I have. I have to show that I'm not like bushy, wise, you know, just blissfully going into this. I showed that I have a plan and I express that I'm aware of what is on the line? You kind mm. of mm-hmm. want, you want to be heard. You want your decision to be approved by your partner, but you also have to remember your partner is existing in this conversation. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it is. It wasn't just, I want to do this. And if you say no, you're a bad partner because it doesn't work like that. Right. It's more like, I want to do this and I'm aware of what your stake is in this. What do you think? And yeah, here's that's my great. plan. I got a plan. That's great. Yeah. That I, yeah, I love that. So much of that resonates for me too. Like I've been with my wife now for 21 years and it's, it's like, there's no doubt that our partnership has heavily evolved over time. And part of that evolution has been towards how we talk about what we need 
and recognize that part of that equation in being a partnership is that it will have impact in her life too and vice versa. And so me making the choice to make a big career shift has a direct impact on her one way or the other, whether it's where we live or how much money we make or Mm -hmm. how dependent we are on her income um, or not, you know, all of those things, they have a direct impact on her. And like you said, and totally resonates for me is acknowledging that Mm -hmm. and creating space to have conversation around those things and to be willing to sit and listen and really evaluate those choices along with selling your vision. You know, I, there's something, I I know this when my wife had chosen to go down to San Diego to get a master's degree, even after she had already started her pursuit as a teacher and she enter, I remember her entering our conversation about making this choice to go get another $75,000 degree after she already had one and was already making money of like, yeah, I'm going to quit that. We're, I want to relocate you and I to a completely different state, to a very expensive state, make this massive shift and change. And here we go. And I remember her painting the picture of her vision for herself. And it was, I was inspired by it. I was excited by it and I wanted it for her. And so the decision became easier for me. We did not have a ton of money. That is not something that we had. Uh, We had some resources to be fair, but we didn't have a ton of money. And so there was a big decision to make there, but her, her painting, her pic, her painting the picture of her vision for herself made a huge difference. And then when we were talking logistics, I wasn't looking for all the reasons why it wasn't going to work. I was looking for all the reasons on how it could work. Like how could we make this a possibility? And so, yeah, well, that's, that's wonderful. I really appreciate that a lot. So you are now and have been, you are a full-time working developer with the same company that you got out of your internship. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, well, with Learn, it's, it gets confusing with Learn because one, ugh, another thing that, to even go back to before, another thing that me and my husband were like, oh yeah, go for it because it had an internship built into the program because that's what I was looking for. How does it work? How is the sausage made? <laughs> pretty much mm-hmm. we got i was i was able to get that so that was a decision you know like so with the internship that i got is the internship that i had through the scholarship because so that's two different things so mm-hmm. that we need to mm-hmm. make sure that i always say that because people always get confused with like oh no it wasn't the internship it wasn't scholarship internship um so yeah i'm pretty much like I kind of go back to what I was like, I'm going to get this internship and I'm turning it into a full-time job. That's like, great. I promise you. <laughs> so, so I pretty much, it's that active focusing, um, mm-hmm. deciding to make, I always say sacrifice, but I mean, what are we, what, am, what did I sacrifice? Not watching TV? I don't know. Right. But when I first started, I learned what was important to where I worked, where I worked really valued testing unit testing so i put effort into learning that i remember my goal is like i'm gonna start being in fact for week one so i was annoying you know with my mentor i met with him every day till i got my stuff going and then week two i'm like give me a ticket i don't care what it is give it to me i'll figure it out 
because I've got this far, I can figure the ticket out. So they value testing. So I was like, I put effort into testing. I would like stay up till 2 a.m. and figuring out how to do unit testing in Java. But what's funny is I didn't express that I stayed up till 2 a.m. They just thought I did it at the timely manner. <laughs> so that already looked good on my end. Blissful ignorance. Blissful ignorance. <laughs> I'm not telling anyone I still sit to am. I'm just that good. <laughs> so you yeah. gotta sell a dream on like you are trying to sell yourself, right? Like if you're like, this is it, I'm going to sell myself to the best yeah. of my ability. <laughs> so that's including, yeah, I'm staying up till 2 a.m. to learn something, but I'm not expressing that, right? I'm just like, I'm keeping, I'm keeping that layer down to myself. So from then on, I still keep that same attitude even till now. Like I never think I'm like too good or I've already made it. Like I keep that same attitude. Like I'm still learning. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to sell myself to make sure that I can support myself and my lifestyle. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so that's pretty much what I did. I did the same thing I did when I was learning. Heads down, stay focused on something, provide impact, make yourself important, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap things up. Shazine, thank you so much for your time. I really am inspired by you. I hope uh, for those of you listening that you hear some of the very essential takeaways as somebody who's been in this industry for over 15 years at this point, I can't even begin to tell you how important what she was talking about is not only to taking the leap, evaluating it, but even more than that is how do you continually find success at it, right? Having that outcome, pursuing it tenaciously, modifying and adjusting when necessary, always being open. And of course, you know, really building support from those around you and if you can't tell incredible positivity, like <laughs> your positivity is wonderful. So I applaud you, applaud you deeply. And um, so anything else before we go, Shasin, anything you want to say to our audience as we wrap up? One thing I would be honest with yourself, because the longer you're trying to bang your head against something, it's not going to help you. That's what I always say. Be honest with yourself and if you need to bail on something and try something new, do it because it won't help to keep trying to fit a square into a circle. It won't work. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, with that, to each of you listening, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tune in next time. We will have another interview with another alumni of ours. And I hope that this has been helpful. You're welcome to reach out at any point. We are found all over the internet at Learn Academy. And with that being said, thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful day.